0: Welcome and thanks for listening. This is your Nebraska
1: Judicial Branch. Greetings and thank you again for joining us. I am your host, Gene Cotter. Today, we are going to cover a myriad of topics on the heels of the Chief Justice State of the Judiciary from January. uh, We are joined today by Damon Strong, the Chief Probation Officer in Nebraska's biggest district, Douglas County Adult Probation. Damon, thank you very much for joining us. Glad to be here, Gene. Thanks for having me. You just celebrated one year on the job
0: in Omaha, is that right? That is absolutely correct, yes. January 15th of this year was my one-year anniversary.
1: Tell us how that first year has gone. What has surprised you? Well, to be
0: quite honest, Gene, everything surprised me. The first year is the first year. I mean, being, as you mentioned, the largest district in the state of Nebraska, having the most probation staff, the most client resources and such. So everything moved kind of fast, early. And it's still moving fast, to be quite honest. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm quite settled. I certainly don't know everything, but it's been a good learning curve for me. Uh, certainly my um, interaction with the judges and the courts, I've gotten a lot of support from them, from administration, and generally from my staff, to be quite honest. But the first year, um, I don't know if you want to count that, including the COVID uh, pandemic. So maybe my first year is just starting, to be quite honest. But um, it, it's, it's been good. It's been really good.
1: I know that you and I have had conversations as a former chief probation officer in Lincoln. It took me maybe three years to actually settle in and be comfortable with where things really were, The building those relationships with the judges and the other stakeholders. With another round of justice reinvestment underway and discussion in the legislature about new prisons and new problems and programs to keep people out of prison— Omaha and Douglas County is always one area that is greatly impacted by these things. With the great resignation underway nationwide, I know Douglas County, much like the rest of the state, finds themselves in an interesting conundrum whereby we have lots of work to do and dwindling pools of workforce. Talk about some of the things that you have done in and around uh, Douglas County, Damon, to make sure that the needs of the community are being met despite these staffing issues and those types of things?
0: Yes, Douglas County, Omaha, we are feeling the crunch of the great resignation. However, some of the approaches that we've taken is, A, we haven't dropped the bar or the standard, should I say, of the the individuals that we want. Some of the things that we have done, we now have a retention benefit. We now have a referral bonus as well as a new staff bonus as well to attract those individuals that may have, you know, to, to compete within the job market So making some of those adjustments and reaching out to those individuals, I think will bring them in. And honestly, um, I can say, I'm happy to say the last two weeks have been very fruitful in our recruitment, in that notion of getting those employees. One thing I'd like to mention is we're not only trying to recruit folks, but we're trying to retain them as well. So we've also made some adjustments in how we onboard staff, as well as not forgetting the people that are there, that have been there, that have been working with us through the pandemic, through the short staffness and those things. So it's a multi-layered approach that we've taken. We think we're getting better and better with it. And I think at the end of the day, um, we will reap the rewards of that.
1: Damon, when you talk about the benefits, the the bonuses, those types of things, those are not just Douglas County. Those are branch-wide. That applies so anybody out there listening that wants to become part of the Office of Public Guardian or IT or finance or probation or the courts uh, across the state— hiring bonuses as it stands today, retention benefits for existing staff, those types of things. So I just wanted to clarify that, that those are things that definitely are benefiting Douglas County, but those are also branch-wide initiatives. Something else that I think you started to touch on a little bit, As you know, the Supreme Court has an Access to Justice Commission, and the purpose of that commission is to promote the Nebraska Supreme Court's goal of providing equal access to swift, fair justice for all Nebraskans, regardless of income, race, ethnicity, gender, disability, age, or language. I bring that up for a couple of reasons. In the most diverse community that we have in the state of Nebraska, with the diversity in the staff that you have, how important is that to you when you're working in and around Douglas County with the populations that you're working with, that we find ways to increase the diversity, equity, inclusion in our staff and in the services and those types of things that we offer as a branch, just for the feelings of racial justice, therapeutic jurisprudence, those types of things? Obviously, the
0: last couple of years, we've had some things that happen within our nation that have brought the forefront and really mainstream of some of the um, things we need to work on in in our country and in the world. So I think it's so important to have that diversity because, to your point, we do live in the most diverse community in the state. So when we have clients of all races, of all genders, all cultures, and all different backgrounds, it's really important for them to come in for their community to reflect in what we have to offer, the services, the officers, the staff, to reflect so they feel comfortable, so we can start initially building that rapport. So, you know, it's a better relationship. I just think it's so important when you talk about diversity that we reflect the community in which we serve. And that's one thing that we are striving for. We have made intentional effort in bringing a more diverse
1: staff. It is February, which is Black History Month, I would absolutely be remiss if I didn't bring to the forefront, Damon, you are the first African-American chief probation officer in the history of the state of Nebraska. So if you would, talk a little bit about, A, what that means to you, and B... Then go on a little bit longer journey and discuss how did you get involved in criminal justice and why should other people that maybe historically don't look our ways to go to work for the courts or for probation or for public guardian or whatever. What makes this a good place to work? What was your journey like getting to where you are today? That's
0: a great great question, Gene. And you and I have talked in length about this, and I appreciate you asking that question. And I think that question, once again, is multi-layered. Anytime you're the first of anything, it is an honor, and it should be an honor. But it happened in the year 2021. I feel great about that. And I guess one thing I don't want to be known for, I want to be known for Damon Strong being a great chief probation officer versus Damon Strong being a great African-American chief probation officer. I really, really want that distinction to be clear. Now, that being said, there is a saying that kids and people that are coming up in our community, that they can be what they see. So in being in this position, hopefully other folks in my community, our community, that look like me can have those goals and those aspirations I got into the role of probation to help people. I used to work at Douglas County Corrections. I was correction sergeant for 10 years prior to my career in probation. And, you know, working in a jail, you know, you have conversations with folks. You, you help folks within the parameters that you can help them. But I really desired more. How can I help the people that are coming through these doors that look like me? And what better way than to get into this field probation. I feel like probation is a calling. That's our main goal is to help folks and to help folks that need help. And we certainly have a lot of folks in underserved populations that are on probation that look like me that we want to help. We have the resources, we have the housing, we have so many things that we can do for not just underserved populations, and I want to make that clear as well too, but just our community as a whole. And when you ask me that question, why did I get into this career field? That is absolutely why I got into this career field to help people, to help people make a better life for themselves.
1: You started as in corrections, as you just said, then you became a probation officer. Then you actually came to the first round of justice reinvestment. We created a position called The Navigators that went into the prisons to help re-entry plan for people. Correct?
0: That is absolutely correct. And I'm glad you brought that up. I guess I jumped that jumped over that. So, you know, starting in probation. Um, as an officer and then as you said kind of and I went became a navigation officer and honestly that was that was the greatest professional move I had ever made because I got to see I had a foot in administration I had a foot within the districts and I was very comfortable going into the corrections space and helping folks and planning where they're going to live who they're going to live with and the resources they needed to accomplish those goals. And then obviously after that, I've, I've kind of moved, continue to move up, up that ladder, so, so to speak. But I've enjoyed my journey.
1: The research shows that supervision, for the lack of a better term, case management resources, support when people leave prison and get back into the community, if they actually have those things, rather than just a straight jam, do you get back into a community with the support, with with the supervision, the likelihood that they will recidivate actually is lowered. So that was kind of a cutting edge opportunity, correct? To go into the prisons and say, okay, where are you going? Let's make sure you have your driver's license. Make sure Let's make sure you have a place to live. Let's make sure you have a support in place when you go. I know a lot of people don't really like that. they like, hey, I did my time. Just let me go. But What was your experience following that through, Damon, where you saw somebody in prison, you sent them back to a probation district, wherever it was across the state, and then saw people be successful? How important is that?
0: I think that's very important, and honestly, about 90% of the folks that I went—I would say 95% of the folks that I went and visited with in prison, they were open to the idea of— having those, as you say, those basic needs met up on their release. They didn't have to worry about where they were going to live, where their next meal came from, because as probation, we were going to take care of those things because we know if we don't address those uh, basic needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then the resources and the treatment and the cognitive behavior groups that, or behavior therapy that come after that will be, won't be at, won't, We may never even get to that point, let alone be impactful if those basic needs aren't met. But back to your original question, Gene, I thought it was very impactful. And like I said, it it appeared that even some of the, the a lot of those clients that we met inside the prisons, they actually enjoyed that conversation with us because. I think a lot of it had to do with them being in prison at that moment, and, and essentially we're lending a hand, a helping hand to kind of pull them out, and, and continuing to hold their hand as they walk out back into the community. I think it's very impactful.
1: It's an investment in people, it's an investment in families, it's an investment in communities just because of the support, uh, and, and like you said, if I'm wanting to have somebody go find a job, but I'm more worried about where I'm going to find my next meal, I'm going to have a divided attention there, and I'm not going to be successful. So being mindful of, of those things is of utmost importance. My next question is, why do I want to come work for the judicial branch? So hearing, hearing what your path has been to be here, what, uh, what drew your attention to criminal justice to begin with? And why in today, why in 2022, do I want to come work in Nebraska's judicial branch?
0: Gene, that's a very, very powerful question. Why would you want to come and work for the judicial branch? I think if you have a zest for wanting to create change and being a part of the change, there there are different lenses. If you know you have a lens and you're always looking from the outside in, you can have these thoughts or these ideas of what things should be and what they can be. But getting involved with the judicial branch, then you can actually have, a part in actually changing things for the better and look at it as an opportunity to be impactful and some of the things that you've just said, in being impactful and how people are treated, the services that they receive, the camaraderie, the tight knit, and people moving in the same direction and trying to reach those goals. And and honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't say these things if I didn't mean it, because I truly do mean it. I, I think it takes a special person to want to work for the judiciary because, as you know, we don't get paid buckets and buckets of money. However, we're not in it for that. We're in it to really just ultimately to help people and to elicit those changes that we see of things that need to be
1: changed. I've had the opportunity over the last couple weeks to attend a couple college fairs, and at the college fairs, people walk by and go, oh, the judicial branch, I don't really, and I, you know, kind of jump out and say, come over here, let me tell you about the the breadth and the depth of the services and the jobs that we actually have here. So through your eyes, if I'm one of these people sitting out saying, yeah, I don't know that the judicial branch would have anything to offer for me and you know i've already talked about it and finance and and probation and and just the courts and a wide variety of things if i'm teetering on whether whether or not i should give it a chance would you have any words of wisdom for them about come look at us and here's why
0: You know what? These are my words of wisdom. Maybe this answers the question. Maybe it doesn't. But this will give some perspective. I read a quote a while ago. President Kennedy was walking through NASA, and he bumped into a a janitor that was mopping the floor. President Kennedy looked at him and said, "Hey, what is your job here?" And the janitor looked looked up at him in his eyes and said, "I'm helping put someone on the moon." So, even like that that statement, you don't have to work. There's so many different pieces to the judiciary system, to our systems that, you know, if you don't want to do this or you don't want to do that, there is a place for you if you want to help and be a part of something great. And I guess that is my nugget. If you want to be a part of something great and you want to help people and you have a a passion to serve, then this
1: is the place for you. Damon Strong, Chief Probation Officer, District 4A, the adult office in Douglas County. I don't know that I could have said it any better than that thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Gene. It was a pleasure. This has been another episode of Your Nebraska Judicial Branch. Please remember to subscribe, like, and review us on your favorite podcast platform.